1: How is everyone
0: feeling this morning? We are so excited to be here chatting with you this morning. We're going to talk about um, something that I have been practicing now for just a bit and feel really excited about, which is exercising based on your hormonal cycle. Mm. Super pumped about it. Um, But before we start chatting about that... Lindsay and I want to give you a quick update on where the podcast is headed for summer. Um, We were kind of chatting behind the scenes, and we think that, you know, with summer, everyone is a little bit busier. Our calendars fill up. um, The kids are home. (laughs) And typically, that, for me, has meant less time to do my own personal development stuff. Um, However, because there's less time, I have to be super intentional with my time for personal development. It's still super crucial. But anyway, I think what we're going to do for summer is go down to one episode a week, Mm -hmm. not a stepping back, not a pulling away at all, but just like a longer, more intentional episode And then you, you listeners can spend 10 minute chunks going through it throughout the week as your time allows or listen to it all at once. But we will probably just be doing a Monday morning episode through summer. And then we'll, we'll get feedback from you guys. Maybe you'll like it more. Maybe we'll stick with that. Or maybe in the fall, we'll go back to two shorter episodes. You'll have to let us know which you prefer.
1: Yeah. We're excited about that. Seasonal switch up, if you will we are excited.
0: Yeah. And, and on that note, that just kind of rolls right into today, which Lindsay, I want to get a quick catch up on your life before we start talking about this, but seasonal cyclical changes are so, I mean, are we are seasonal cyclical beings, which I think is so cool. And we, as women, especially are so hormone cyclically based that we need to start leaning into that more and using that as a power tool, which is why we want to talk about what we're going to talk about today.
1: So, mm-hmm.
0: I love that you just said that because I recently just listened to another podcast. Um, my friend Diane Bowden has a minimalist mom's podcast, and I listened to an episode where one of her guest speakers was talking about like this, the ch- cyclical changes of the seasons and how like making a new year's resolution is a terrible idea because it's winter and you should not be leaning into anything new at that time.
1: Mm. Winter is a
0: time to rest and rewind and kind of like, you know, um, unpack all the things from the year. And then spring is when you should lead, lean into a newness of your body. You know, the trees are blooming and so should you kind of a thing. I thought that was so cool because I'm like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, spring is the time. Spring is the time to like fire back up. And so anyway, we're going to fire up today in the topic of
1: exercise, but let's
0: chat. Lindsay, give me a life update. How's it going over there for you this
1: week? Life update. Um, all is well. My kids are finishing their seasons of soccer and football, and then school gets out on Wednesday so wait a minute football
0: I thought football is a foul sport
1: um oh Abel does flag so flag football like all the seasons so Abel does I'm sorry I don't know my kids Jude does flag (laughs) Abel and Zeke just finished well Abel has one more game but soccer and then they get out next Wednesday of school so wild yeah so I've been actually like volunteering more because there's just things going on at their school, so that's been kind of fun to have some touch points there and then we summer so nice yeah I don't I mean awesome. yeah there's nothing too crazy going on um and by we
0: summer you mean pack up your whole life and go to I feel like you guys are at the pool like all summer long
1: yeah. I love that yeah, we are. Um, we are. We are by the waters. The wa- <laughs> we try to do that. Um,
0: do you have like a like a like a group of other mom girlfriends that are always there too that you like you get to hang with while you're there?
1: Sometimes, yeah. I mean, a like- my friends they belong there, but like, even though it is summer, I feel like we all have different schedules or like camps or whatever, and so sometimes, and then sometimes my kids can all swim at this stage, so. Um, I'm sure Ruby can too. So, like it's kind of a new phase where I can actually chill if I want to. I actually do like swimming and getting in, but not if it's freezing. So I have um regulations yeah. around my like when you had no choice when you had toddlers, you know, it's kind of like, well, get in, mama. But now yeah, I'm you're getting in. Oh, you guys play and I'll dip my toes in a minute. <laughs> um <laughs> But cool. other than that, I mean, like we're going to, my friend Ginger and I started that wallpaper business. So hopefully like we're, we're up and running. So I'm, we're doing that and I will figure out how to manage. but work. Yeah. So
0: yeah. No summer break when you start
1: a business. No, <laughs> but I mean, we'll have, we'll be flexible. I guess that's the beauty. Like, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, you can
0: make your own schedule there. So yeah. that's awesome. Wait, I want to back up to what you said about camps. Are your kids doing camps? Talk to mm-hmm. me about camps.
1: Well, they're doing some sports camps, but that's pretty much it. We went super camp heavy two years ago. I think it was the year after COVID where we did nothing. So I signed them up for like every single camp and literally they were exhausted. They're like, what camp is next week? (laughs) And they were just running the camp circuit. And I felt like that was a lot. So this time we're just doing sports related ones, sprinkling it in. They're probably doing two, maybe three throughout the summer and that's good for us does ruby do yeah yours?
0: listen i'm kind of yeah. anti-camp i'm especially for her at five i i feel yeah no we, we're we not currently signed up for any camps um but it's so funny because when we were in columbus i feel like that was like everyone was doing all the camps and it was like you have to get on at midnight when the camp sign-up releases. I'm like, not just and um, like, that's a spot. Like
1: in January, like when you're yeah. not thinking about it. Yes, so when I
0: didn't know that. So like it was like June and I was like, oh, let me get Ruby in a camp next week. And everyone was like, are you insane? We were up at midnight in January on uh, like a Tuesday night to sign up. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to opt out of this whole thing. I just think it's so crazy. But anyway, um, we are not currently signed up for a camp. I like the idea of them, but then one of those things where like you sign up for something so far in advance and then when it actually comes your kids like outside playing and you have to pull them out of like what they're doing to take them some i don't know we're not signed up for camps but maybe we'll (laughs) see if we can finagle into something here in logan i feel like the scene might be a little different in logan like maybe it's not as competitive to get in but maybe i'm wrong i don't know
1: i don't know either
0: Camp is in the backyard, my friends. Camp is in the backyard. Get outside. Legit. Yeah. Um. To each his own. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I understand that some parents need camps for child care purposes during the summer and that summer can be really stressful to working moms. So I'm not dishing. I'm not there in shade on the camp life. It is just not for me. Not for me. And maybe next year it will be. So Camping. I reserve the right to change my mind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, again, it depends on like your flow of what works for your family, but, um, I kind of like, I want both. I want a little bit of structure, but I also don't want to be, uh, having to run around everywhere. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's about it. What else, what else is new with you guys? Well, um, uh,
0: my cousin moved in this week, so we've just been taking, a week to get adjusted to having a new person in the at the farm he's living in the in the building across the driveway from our house so it's like half barn half house there's two bedrooms and a bathroom and a kitchen in there so he's in there um and it's been a little bit of an adjustment just with ruby having you know another person being here trying to figure out all of that so That's what we've been doing. And I'm bottle feeding a baby mouse. So (laughs) that's also probably not for everybody. (laughs) Um, I don't do camps, but I will bottle feed a baby mouse. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Probably crazy. My stuff is just like beside himself. Like he just is like, why is there a baby mouse in our kitchen? Like if there were an adult mouse in our kitchen, we would all be freaking out. And here you are like. With a baby mouse.
1: Where did you it. where did you find this mouse? What's the story
0: behind it? Okay, so I'll try to make it really quick. But I I was repotting some plants last weekend, and I remembered that up at our barn we had a a bag of soil that that we inherited when we moved here. Like it was it's been here since we moved here, and I was like, oh, I should put that bag of soil to use. And I walked up to the barn, which is a hike, and I carried the bag of soil all the way back down. I dropped it a couple of times. Like it was heavy. I put it down. I rattled up this bag of soil. Anyway, I dumped it out into the new pot to repot plants. And I noticed that there was a mouse nest at the bottom of this bag when I dumped it out. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a mouse nest, but it basically just looks like shredded up fluff. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So I start looking through this mouse nest and sure enough, there's like a, a, a newborn baby mouse, one. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing, it's like not cute. You know, a newborn mouse is not, cute. Um, not cute. I'm like, oh my, God. after five minutes, I'm like, well, there have to be more. And so I start digging through the soil that I've already dumped into the spot. And I found the mom who was like, like, like out of it because she'd been buried under this like bag of soil. Sorry, this is like not a pretty story. Um. And so I find the mom. She's disoriented. She doesn't even run away because she's been, like, under the soil for, like, five minutes. And then I dig somewhere, and I find another baby. And the mom ends up, like, getting her bearings, but she runs away. So I have these two babies we're getting ready to leave to go to a winery to celebrate Mother's Day. And I'm like, Seth is just like, we're not doing this. Like, put those down. We're not doing this. Like, walk away. And so I was like, okay. And I, I put them down. And by I put them down, I mean, yeah. Okay. That's graphic. I just, I put them down. I'll just leave it at that. And then we went to the winery. We came home. We went to sleep. I woke up the next morning and I went to go water the new plant that I repotted. And there was another baby that had like crawled. Emerged. Emerged through the soil through the night.
1: What a survivor.
0: What a survivor. What a literal mighty little mouse. So now my heart is just like, totally like, oh my gosh. The mom's gone. The two babies are gone. This thing crawled through the soil. I have to save it. It worked so hard. And I feel responsible for this thing's life because I moved the bag of soil.
1: Like, you know, whatever. How dare you get rid of that mouse's home into your bottom? Yeah.
0: yeah. So I brought that mouse inside because I felt like it really worked to get out of that soil. And I... And I thought, oh my gosh, if it's if it's that strong at a newborn stage, this thing's gonna make it. And it and it is. It's, it's
1: yeah, thriving. she deserved a second okay. chance. Well, what did you name the mouse? I named
0: it I named her Flower. Sometimes I call her a her, sometimes I call her a he. It doesn't really matter. The name is Flower. And she's drinking raw cow's milk and thriving, um, as we all would if we would all drink raw cow's milk, in my opinion. And um then when she's strong enough, she's gonna be released. She's not going to be a pet. I, I, I
1: have yes, to. She is. She's going to be like, no, to you. I
0: can't. I It's tempting. I, I am tempted, but I think I'm going to put her in the duck shed so at least she can eat the ducks' food and like hang out in there with the ducks and come and go as she pleases. Or, yeah.
1: I love guys, this is farm life. This is so it's... interesting, Christine.
0: I mean, real farmers would be like, squashing things like that I'm not a real farmer yet I'm a city girl that's still trying to be a farmer I
1: know but I'm just saying the opportunities that have mm, arrived mm. for you to bottle feed mice and put them in a home with the ducks is just something that yeah girls just don't experience you know
0: yeah I mean I guess that you could say that that is our summer camp
1: for Ruby <laughs> <laughs> raising a mouse we're at mouse camp um that's funny yeah I love it yeah Um, so that's it well we dive into the good update but we're gonna switch gears here (laughs) into not feeding mice (laughs) but how to feed our bodies via the mode of exercise um yes and I think this is an interesting conversation because Christy and I have talked at length on this podcast and elsewhere about the benefits of exercise, right? Everybody knows it. Maybe that was your news resolution. Maybe you've been doing it consistently for 20 years. Who knows? But we all know that exercise has its benefits. Um, but I think what's really cool is to look into the female body because we are so different. Than our male counterparts. So, what's good for their bodies in general is not the same for us because we're on a cycle. A lot of us are on a 28 ish, give or take day cycle. Some people don't have a cycle, but even if you don't have a cycle, you still have female hormones that your body goes through Um, ups and downs of feeling energized and feeling like you need to replenish. So, it's kind of this cycle of just Almost like Christy was saying, like almost like the seasons, we need to treat our body like that. So, what do we do? And so, very recently for me, I've started to get interested in how do I exercise in order to best nourish my body in that way. Um, And then, Christy's been interested too. I think she's been doing it a little bit longer. Um, but just being mindful of moving our body based on that. And the reasons why there's like several, but the reasons why are, it balances hormones. We're working with our hormones, um, maintaining healthy cortisol levels. That's a huge key, especially for women, um, our age that are, I don't even know, like over 30. I mean, yes, under 32, but like, especially as we age, um, and then, PMS symptoms, we hear them all the time. It's not ideal, like in a perfect world, if our hormones were in alignment, we wouldn't have crazy symptoms, right, Chrissy? Like they wouldn't be unmanageable. Um, Inflammation, metabolic struggles, um, autoimmune flare-ups, like there's so many things that can be managed by helping us exercise and move our body based on our natural rhythm. This also has other components with food and other things that we will talk about at another time. But right now we're going to focus on moving our body. So that's where we're headed. I feel like,
0: yeah, I feel like that's like the intro to, um, working with your cycle, using your cycle as a tool. And, um, you know, once you start to really learn your cycle and Lindsay and I talk a lot about intuition I feel like this is an intuition builder because like Lindsay was saying certain phases of your cycle you crave different foods you crave more sleep you crave more movement or maybe you crave chocolate and the sofa and like those especially when you start to crave the chocolate and sofa we as women can like feel guilt around that or shame around that and really it's Science. It's it's natural. It's normal to have those periods of needing a little bit more sugar and needing a little bit more rest, and there should be no guilt around that. We should be leaning into that and and using that as a power tool. So yeah. that's why we're excited to chat about this because um you can lean in when you know that those moments are there for you. You can lean into that and feel let that empower you versus letting that feel shame or guilt and I just feel like that's such a mindset little tweak that can be so powerful to you to use
1: oh for um, sure and we get more information so once we understand why we're doing all, why we're craving and wanting all of that then we get to be like oh okay how do I you know how yeah. do I properly um, adjust my schedule or my decisions to work with my body Um <clears throat> so with that Christy's going to talk about Well, I will preface saying, there's a lot of different resources out there, really great resources out there. Um, We're both pretty big advocates, recent advocates of, well, tracking your cycle, but the easiest way to do that is an app because it keeps it all in one place. There's many different apps. I started with the MyFlow app. We've recently downloaded, um, it's called Fast Like a Girl. And we'll go into why we downloaded that app, but basically Christy read this book called Fast Like a Girl. And um, and in that book, they have so much information. And so this is kind of, we're taking the philosophy from that book and talking about that today and diving into it. Um, And so that's another great app. That app is free too, if you're interested in downloading that. But the biggest piece of it is, tracking your cycle if you don't already do that so you have a better understanding of what your cycle is um yeah and then so she'll talk about those different phases and then we'll dive in
0: and even if your cycle is not quote unquote normal or maybe it's super irregular that's okay like just track it for now Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it will be super cool to watch it change as time goes on um as you get deeper and deeper into this like healing your cycle journey um and just super quick for me like I've been exercising for so long like I remember in high school I would um swim with the swim team but I wasn't on the swim team because I had no interest in competing but I just wanted the exercise so I swam with the swim team um and like, I would go to the gym in high school and run on the treadmill at the Y. Like, I, so anyway, I've been doing this for so long and what I had no idea all this time. And it, it makes me crazy. It's something I feel so passionate now. Like, we should be teaching women, girls at puberty, all of this stuff so that they can know this. Because here I am at rolling into 38 just now learning this. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And I've
0: been I've been having a cycle since like high school. So, you know, all these years, how many years is that? 20 years of exercising and eating and trying to rock through times when I felt tired and pushed through anyway, not knowing that I was actually probably hurting my body. You know, it would have been nice to know this 20 years ago. So this is meant to empower, not to shame. Here we are. When we know better, we do better. Okay, so um, let's chat really quick, like cycle 101, but definitely do your own research and dive deeper into this, um, but at the very basic level, I'm going to talk about the cycle in three different phases, um, the first phase being your power phase, and that is day one through 10 of your cycle. Um. Day one of your cycle, if, if you're, like, completely new to this, that's okay. Day one of your cycle is when you start to bleed. When your period arrives, ant flow has entered the building. That is day one of your cycle. <laughs> and um, at day one of your cycle, your hormones, your main um, cycle hormones would be progesterone and estrogen. Those are at, like, ground zero. they're all the way low. And you can do quick Google searches and you can see the way that your your hormones ebb and flow throughout your cycle, but just very basic, they're at zero. Um, And that's what allows you to start bleeding. So here you are, you've got your period. From day one to day 10, you're in this power phase. And during that time, your estrogen is building. So your estrogen starts to ramp up. And when your estrogen ramps up, estrogen loves low blood sugar. Estrogen loves higher intensity exercise. So this is when you can, it's called a power phase because this is when you can start to really do those pit workouts, those longer cardio workouts. This is your time to do those like really powerful workouts day one through 10. And if you are someone who has really difficult periods, eat, lean into that, ease into it, wait a couple days before you start to do those runs. Wait until you're, you know, a, always listen to your body over everything else, right? Yeah. Um, but you can do those powerful, powerful workouts, day one through 10. And then day 11 through 15 is like, when you are in your ovulation phase. And for this philosophy from Fast Like a Girl by Dr. Mindy Pels, she calls this your manifestation phase, day 11 through 15. So at this point, your estrogen is still ramping up. It's at like its highest peak and also testosterone comes into play. And this is gonna allow your body to release an egg and ovulate. Um, But it also is going to be at a time when you are really, like, on top of your game because you've got um, all the estrogen. Estrogen also creates more collagen, so you might notice your skin looking more plump and firm during this phase. Um, And then the testosterone we typically think of as a male hormone, but women have it too. It's highest now. However, because our body is about to do something, like, legit miraculous by releasing an egg we have to be really gentle with our body at this time so manifestation phase you want to back off of those high cardio workouts and those HIIT workouts um you're strong at this phase though because you've got testosterone so this is a time when you can do like power lifting you just don't necessarily want to be like blasting your heart rate and doing high cardio so Maybe more walking in with power lifting, strong lifting during this phase. Um, and then from day 15, or after you ovulate, to, to day 20. So you kind of go into this, uh, another power phase there where your hormones are starting to drop. So power phases happen when hormones are low. Um, because there's nothing that we need to protect. And so things like stress, even if it's good stress from exercise, or maybe it's bad stress, good stress, bad stress, it doesn't matter. Stress is stress. Stress on the body can cause your hormones to get out of whack. And if your hormones are high, they need to be high for the cycle. We don't want to interrupt them by stressing our body with high intensity exercise. So, anyway, power phase, day 16 through 19 your hormones are starting to dip back down. Um, And so you can go into more of a power workout during that time, 16 through 19. And then from um, day 20 to the day you start to bleed, typically around day 28, what's happening there is your progesterone is ramping up to prepare your body for potential pregnancy. If you're someone who's in the phase of life where you're trying to be pregnant, this is especially important for you this phase is like your resting phase if you're someone that likes to move your body every day that's totally cool go for a walk do some light gentle yoga or stretching um day 20 through 28 and that's been really hard for me because I like I said before am a daily worker outer and I like to run and I like to do high intensity workouts like Totally a nineties kid that was like no pain no gain kind of a situation, you know. I'm with that, you. That is that is not healthy here. Um, sorry, I needed to just my coffee. So, <laughs> so anyway, that's been a big change up for me. Um, but because progesterone is building, even if you're not trying for a baby, you still want to like work with your cycle because it's gonna cl- it's gonna help you with those PMS symptoms that can be really challenging to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been, it's just going to balance your body. Um, so leaning into that walking yoga day 20 through 28, and then give your body permission to be in a more rested state during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and enjoy and it,
1: it. <laughs> yeah, and
0: enjoy it. And I, I'm, I'm learning, I'm leaning into it and loving it because I know that day one through 10 is my time to really crush my workouts and think about if you have the mental mindset that you have to crush your workouts every single day of the month like that's when people experience burnout and like they, they don't stick with a program because they're like oh i can't do this every day but now hey guess what you get to give your body permission to not do it every day and it's actually healthier for you so
1: yeah and like to that point too like you're not going to feel as good as when you're in those um, other phases. And so, and I definitely looking back, I can see and understand it more because there's like a big difference of going on a run where I'm in one of the power phases versus when I feel depleted and I feel like, Oh, I do want to work out. So I'll just go for a run and it feels so much harder this is yeah. so weird and I don't really know why I'm sharing it, but it's so funny because I remember in high school, cause I ran cross country and track, and, um, there was one day that I woke up and I had to call my track or my cross country coach. It was a huge invitational. And I was like, I can't get out of bed. Like I have such bad cramps. I had just started my period and I was just like, there's no way I'm going to be able to run today. Like I am not Okay. And so he was like, he was like trying to like, you know, do all the things like drink water, take some mitol or whatever, I don't even know. And then (laughs) just like, not forcing me to come, but I was, you know, um, a key player at the time, if you will. And so he was just trying to say like, why don't you try? Because even if you don't run your fastest or whatever, just like try to come. I ran a PR that day and that would have been like my first day. I felt terrible that morning, but whatever like it makes sense like when I read through this and started to understand it like I was in my power phase, right? First day. Yeah. yeah. So, and after that run, I felt amazing. And um it was almost like it was the opposite of what I thought I needed, but my body was ready to go, and I just—I don't know—I just remember that day specifically because I so thought cool. I wasn't able to make it, you know. So, yeah. anyways, that did not click at the time, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's probably why that happened.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I think like, um, you know, different philosophies are gonna are going to have different thoughts on that here. Um, Like Eastern medicine is very much like you need to rest while you're breathing. But this philosophy is purely based on where your hormone it's hormonally based. So again, you have two power phases. Both of those are when your hormones are at their lowest. And then you have a nurture phase while you're ovulating where you can do power lifting because the testosterone is in there to help you. Mm -hmm. But then you have a, a rest phase at the end where your home, your hormones, your progesterone is high and we need to protect our progesterone. And listen, we live in an environment, a world, a country where estrogen dominance is causing cancer disease. It is a serious thing and estrogen and progesterone are kind of opposite of each other. So we live in an estrogen, estrogen dominant world. We need to really protect our progesterone low progesterone is a chronic, chronic concern and issue in the United States. And so when our progesterone needs to be high, we really need to nurture that. I feel very strongly about it. So really allow your body to rest during day 20 through 28 so that your progesterone can stay and build higher where it needs to. Um, Because cortisol, which is, did we already say this? Cortisol is a stress hormone so mm-hmm. if you stress your body in any way you're going to peak that cortisol and cortisol makes progesterone run for the hills like it will drop so low your progesterone will with the presence of cortisol so that's mm-hmm. why you want to rest so that your yeah. cortisol doesn't wipe out your progesterone.
1: and again this is not medical advice this is just from the book but also from our experiences as women um yeah. and also like Well, even if you have a, like, well, my cycle is 28 days every single day. That doesn't mean that your hormones are, I mean, they're working like that's great, but it doesn't mean that they don't need some fine tuning. But if your cycle is kind of like all over the place, this is where you'll probably see improvement once you start, um, working with it and not just the exercise component. Like we'll talk about the food and stuff later, but, um, yeah, very fascinating. But cortisol is something that I realize I'm like that's probably really like my issue <laughs> yeah I I don't even know if it's just exercise but um just like all the stresses of life I think all of us think- not all of us a lot of us can probably relate to
0: yeah I mean it's like um this book talks a lot about the rushing woman's syndrome and it's like mom's on overdrive mom's taking their kids to 9 million summer camps and and all that rushing around it creates stress on the body when a when a when a woman has like an entire day booked solid no downtime no time to like catch a breath that's cortisol spiking Mm -hmm. you know and so I think it's that just thinking about that kind of stresses me out because I'm like, how can I, are there some days when I just can't find any downtime or reprieve? Um, And so, oh my gosh, am I just building and building cortisol? And I think that's where like, you know, in time you can learn how to like take five deep breaths in the school pickup line to like help your body lower its stress level or do a quick like yoga flow or something. And and even those little tweaks in your day are going to help decrease cortisol and so just figuring out how to how to decrease the rushing around slow down a bit um it really is scientifically important for your cycle
1: Mm -hmm. one thing you said earlier about um when we first started you were talking about listening to diane's podcast and how in the winter we're supposed to like slow down and not create these like new year's resolutions and all this stuff Um, but we do. And we do because we feel like, I don't know, somebody told us to, or that's what people do. So we got it in our mind. Like if nobody created that, that probably wouldn't be the thing where we're like, Oh, it's January one. I need to create my vision board. Like that might not come intuitively to us. And I think what I'm learning by reading this book too, it's like, I don't know why I ever told myself, like, you need to move your body at the same pace every single day over the month, but for whatever reason, I've gotten into that habit. And so um, if I start to like really be mindful and change my mindset around like, that's gonna undo the work that I was doing the rest of the time, I think I can wrap my head around like being on board with my body. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think a lot of that is like, not comparing ourselves to what other people are doing. Um, Obviously, like we've had a professional CrossFit athlete on our podcast before, like her regimen is going to be vastly different than somebody else who's trying to nurture um, their cycle like this. And that's okay. But if we're constantly trying to like up our game, or if we belong to a gym where like every single day's participation, um, like that means something to you, I would, I guess I would just like challenge and encourage you to dive into what does that look like if I scale back a little bit at certain times in the month and like replace it with everything else and like see how I feel. I'm not saying forever, but like see how I feel for three months and try it out. Um, you might find that that's a better balance for your body. So, or especially if you're not hitting the goals that you're trying to hit. Like if if weight loss is your goal and that's not happening, maybe there's a reason why your hormones aren't letting you do that because you're like holding on, you know, and it's not flowing away. Mm-hmm. So um, again, not a physician, but um, have read enough to understand that it's like a perfect dance. Our bodies are pretty intricate. And if something's not giving you the desires that you want, it's probably time for a switch up. Yeah. And I
0: I love what you just said a little bit ago about like, basically, I mean, we could go into a deep philosophical dive on this, but like basically life as we know it, it has gotten so far removed from our intuition and living with the, you know, cycle of the earth, the cycle of our hormones, and now we're living based on made up holidays, made up. Um, uh, ways that we're supposed to eat or move our body and like we really do need to take a pause and see like well we're doing all this but it's actually not working for us we're a very very sick country we're a very very sick people and we're a very very infertile group of women like maybe what we've been told isn't actually the thing and and do we need to make some changes and and so i just think that this is so powerful because this is free you guys this doesn't require a, a gym membership or does is require you to subscribe to a monthly reoccurring charge like this is free <laughs> knowledge that you can take yeah um and and do with it what you need to do and like lindsay said like let's say you're even you know let's say you have an unlimited membership to um some sort of fitness studio where like the workouts are the same every single month like empower yourself or every single day of the month just scale back like make modifications most places offer modifications use that as a power tool instead of feeling like it's, it's something that you do only if you're weak because mm-hmm. like Lindsay said also if you're trying to lose weight and you're not maybe it's because you're Increasing your cortisol so much so that your the cortisol is the stress hormone, but it also causes weight gain, especially around the midsection. So as we head into our mid thirties, forties, like that's a real thing. And you know, if you're increasing your cortisol so much when you should be resting, you're actually working against yourself. Even though you may feel because society told you that if you work out harder, you'll lose more weight, and sometimes that's just not true. Yes.
1: And part of that too, is like the reason why is because we're women and our body's trying to protect our, um, our reproductive parts. That's the science behind it. Like we gain fat there because we're trying, they're trying to, it's trying to, it's self protective. Our bodies are smart. And so, um, there's reasons for that for women. And we cannot, I know I talk about comparison and I'm not, I have not like, mastered it, but we cannot compare our journey either to your husband's journey or any man for that matter, because what they have to do through the month is literally nothing. They can do the same thing every day. if They want to, their bodies are less complex. And so if you're like on this journey with your husband or another guy, like, Oh, let's do a whatever weight loss or um exercise or whatever your um challenge is you cannot compare like it's not apples to apples
0: um no and, and everyone fastball. knows like men can you know like if I've done something with Seth before he he'll like drop 10 pounds just from like you know nothing and if I look at a bar of chocolate I gain 10 pounds you know it's just men are so different so we certainly can't be
1: comparing ourselves to yes and, like, this is not i'm I mentioned weight loss only because this is something that people talk about. Christy and I are not like advocates for a sp- specific weight. It's not about weight. Like that's not at all what we're trying to do here. We're trying to be healthy, which maybe that means weight. But you do you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of it is just it's not even that isn't the goal um no not at all the goal is protection of your
0: cycle yeah Yeah. protection of your cycle protection of your hormones that is goal
1: because if that's right according to the theory I think and just like in general then our bodies will be at their best so whatever that is you're operating an ideal state so um you what what you said Chrissy earlier though I think it's like we can't forget that our environment is working against us. Um, and that's unfortunate, just you know, the times we live in, but um, just simple hacks. And again, if you wanna read this book, it has a lot of information, but like avoiding plastics if you can and just other um, extra added chemicals, cooking at home, being in charge of what you put in your body, that's a whole nother topic, but that'll help all of us. On this journey immensely. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sure. what else? Do you have anything else you wanted to share about the the um exercise?'
0: Yeah. I'm trying to... um, no, I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, I've been doing, you know, just to take it back to a personal level for a second. I've been doing this for a couple of months, and what my what what my journey typically looks like is like, day one through 10 I'm running I'm doing my peloton bike um and then day 11 through 14 I actually have really I struggle a lot during my ovulation I'm in a lot of pain um I don't feel that powerful feeling that she speaks to in the book so I think that's where I've been dysregulated and I'm working to getting there but for me during ovulation right now I am not doing heavy weights um I'm taking it more of to like a nurture phase because that's what I need. So I'm, I'm hoping to get there, but right now during my nurture phase, I'm just like walking, Yeah. um, with some, with some weights in my hand. And that is like what I do during that phase. Like baby then, mice, then, you just take like baby mice. mice. Okay. Yep. I just carry my mouse around and that's good for <laughs> me. <laughs> and then, and then I'm, um, going back into running right before my period for like four days. I look forward to that because I know what's coming. I know that I'm going to force my body to rest, and that's hard for me. So yeah. I really go hard in the paint for those four days, and then I'm walking, I'm doing stretching, I'm yogaing. Maybe some days I'm like just hiking around my land, and that is like perfect to, for me during day 20, to day 28. So I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. It's um, it's been it's something again that I have to. I'm checking where I am in my cycle constantly on my on my calendar or on my app. So definitely, like Lindsay said at the beginning, if that's just where you need to start for a little bit, just to get your cycle tracked,
1: mm-hmm. start
0: there. Meet yourself where you are, you know, as always. Um and let this be something that's fun and empowering. And yeah, give it a yeah. try.
1: Um yeah, that's great. I love, I love what you said. And and everything is scalable. If you are a marathon runner, Going on a light run is probably not gonna spike your cortisol levels like it would somebody who doesn't run ever and goes out and tries to run really hard. So like everything's scalable. What's like to you is different from the next person. So just you know, work for with your sure. the body there. Um, I do want to mention as far as well, this might be nurture power. I don't know. Anyways, we have our walk coming up that we're doing on June 3rd as just for fun. Um, that is for local gal pal so if you want to do that reach out Um, but it is a half marathon you can do whatever um, length you want but we're just in the business of trying to get people to move their body and be able to get away and have fun and chat so yes set a goal set a goal that's a fun goal so we set one yep and then that's it right
0: Yep, that's it. So definitely check out the book. If this is something that piques your interest, It, we are just literally scratching the surface. The book is so good. So oh, read that. Um, Mindy Pels has a lot of information on her YouTube channels and her Instagram. So check her out. She's the author of the book. She's a physician. She's pretty cool. So um, I will leave you with those two bits of resources if you want to dive further into this. But, um, anyway, let us know if you give it a try and how it's going and all the things. And then hopefully we can down the road, you know, hopefully this is one of three where we can talk again more next episode on like incorporating different foods into your, um, different phases of your cycle. And then maybe she talks a lot about fasting. Maybe we could even do an episode if you guys are interested on like an intro to fasting. Um, I know we've talked about that a little bit on here before, but if we could do a whole specific episode on it, I'd be
1: down for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's been fun. So enjoy your summer week and yes. enjoy your summer uh-huh. week. We'll do Monday morning
0: yep. Mindset with you. Yep. Okay. Super pumped. See you soon.
1: Bye.